Welcome to Shift Your Reality Podcast. My name is Kübra Özgüvenç, a happiness alchemist, chemist, coach, and astrologer. I started this podcast to share the journey that helped me and will help you to reach your highest potential and live your dream life. Let me give you a clue. It's about noticing your true needs, having more self-compassion, accepting your authentic self with love and reconnecting your worthiness. So join me and get ready to shift your reality. Hello everyone, welcome to Shift Your Reality Podcast. Today I'm with a special guest, Andrea Lani. He is he's a space engineer, but he has lots of things than more, more than space and physics and um Let's see what he will gonna share with us today. Hi, Andrea. Welcome. How are you? Hi, Kubra. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm. I'm My pleasure. Great. Tell us about yourself. <laughs> yeah. So as Kubra was saying, I'm an aerospace engineer. Uh, I have a PhD also in uh, engineering sciences, and uh, at the moment I'm research manager at the KU Leuven University, in particular in the Center for Plasma Astrophysics. Mm-hmm. I'm also the the European coordinator of uh, of a big project uh, which is called MIST, uh, which aims at developing some magnetic shielding technology for spacecrafts. Okay. So yeah, so my my specialty has always been like simulating, uh, let's say, plasmas and flows in uh, in space applications, either space vehicles or also some astrophysical applications. And mm-hmm. I have uh, I'm actually coordinating a team of. 12, 13 people um, working on this. Wow, that sounds so uh, cool. And um, it's a success story, but I'm sure my audience is wondering that uh, why you are here on this channel, what you are going to tell us today, mostly. Yeah. Space engineering. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, the whole reason why I actually decided to, to study aerospace engineering and uh, pursue this career um actually uh is due to to something that happened to me when i was a child and uh, so basically i was eight years old and uh, i was uh, living in italy um and uh, i was at the seaside with my parents we were on the balcony and suddenly we noticed this uh object appearing out of nowhere in front of us it was a ufo uh so basically as soon as this object appears so basically we were at the third floor on the third floor uh on the balcony and uh and suddenly this object appears at the level of our eyes so mm-hmm. like i don't know 15 meters from the ground and starts okay. spinning yeah at that incredible speed and uh and then uh, i mean uh, rpm and then uh, and then basically i kept my eyes locked on this object for the whole time and uh, at a certain moment it just disappeared while emitting a flash of light so what i let's say it's the kind of experience that even if you have it as a child and you don't know anything about technology and uh, physics and whatever you understand that is something a bit out of this world and um so basically yeah whatever uh, led me to explore the paranormal or the spiritual side um, actually is let's say starting from that event mm-hmm. but and and so was my passion for space so when I had to decide 
what to study, I was like, okay, I would like to do something that maybe one day will, uh, will help me understand why I had this experience, you know, uh, what was this object or how was it working, you know, so I decided, yeah, originally I wanted to do astrophysics, but then at the end I settled for aerospace engineering and now I'm basically working on both. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I actually met Andrea during uh, some spiritual experiences and he's so spiritual and he is able to go so deep. And today, I think you're going to share with us some examples what you experienced and why you are in this world, both, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, sure. in both of these worlds. So let's say basically uh, I had this sort of goal, which was mm. I wanted to understand why this experience happened to me when I was a child. Okay. But uh, so for many years, I didn't have much more happening uh, up to, let's say, the last year of university, during which I had, uh, I think, three, four experiences of sleep paralysis. Okay. So I, I woke up in the middle of the night, I was uh, conscious, fully conscious, but totally paralyzed. And on top of that, I was feeling this intense vibration through all my body. And I was also hearing a very intense sound, a high pitch sound that was growing yeah. in, in frequency in my ears. And uh, again, I understood that this phenomenon was something, you know, there was something behind it. But at the time, I mean, I started looking into astral travel. Uh, or even uh, alien abductions. I have always been uh, passionate about this kind of stuff. <laughs> but in that moment, it was like, who knows if it was that. But the thing is that I didn't have any visual. So it was just uh, this experience feeling these vibrations. So for, let's say, for some more years, nothing happened. Then uh, again, in 2017, um, I was looking at the, at the, let's say, at the stars. And uh, at a certain moment, I was like, oh, I would really like to have an experience like the one that I had when I was a child. If you are there, give me a sign, something like that. And then after a few minutes, I go, I basically go to sleep. It was one o'clock in the night, you know, and um, and suddenly at the time I was still sleeping with my ex-girlfriend. So at, at a certain moment, we noticed that the, the room uh, becomes completely enlightened by green lights. And then I go to the to the window and I see two green, I mean, discs of green light that were just passing over my, uh, my courtyard. And they were definitely too large to be any kind of drone. And mm -hmm. uh, they were making no noise. And so one year later, more or less the same period. So in, in 2017 was March. In wait, wait, wait. What, what did you think when you received the answer? <laughs> well, the thing is that the timing of this experience was only like few minutes after I had asked for a sign. Yeah. And, uh, and so basically my feeling was they had somehow contacted me again. The problem mm -hmm. is I was really, uh, let's say pissed with myself because <laughs> my phone was there, but I didn't have the, I wasn't fast enough to grab it and, uh, and, uh, you know, take a, yeah. a video also because the whole experience was really short. I mean, this object just, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, short and shocking. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it was some sort of um, encouragement to try more. I mean, maybe to explore more. So what happened is that a year later, so about February 2018, I'm again in the same situation. So I'm looking at the sky and the night sky. This time I was alone at home 
And uh, I ask again for a sign. What happens this time is that uh, at, the, at the beginning from, you know, I live uh, close to the center of the city. The light pollution of a, of a city like Brussels is, is enormous. So if you look at the night sky, you don't really see much, you know. So I was seeing like maybe 15, 20 stars, uh, which is what normally you see. And, uh, and after I mentally ask for a contact, what happened is that in a matter of a minute, about hundreds or thousands of lights appeared everywhere. It was the sky was completely covered by lights. And then I was seeing the Orion belt in uh, like uh, in the mm -hmm. middle. Um, and and also I saw a flash of uh, purple light, uh, like crossing a, a portion of the sky. So and, and what did I do the day after I said, OK, I want to try again. And uh, and I asked again for a sign. And this time I, I stayed there for like half an hour and nothing happened. I was seeing 15, 20 stars at the beginning. I was seeing 15, 20 stars at the end. No, you know, particular experience. So I realized that the day before, I mean, there must have been something. To me, it felt like mystical. I had this sense of joy when I saw all these lights. Um, but OK, so in the meantime, I, I started, I broke my leg. Oh. Uh, there, were, there were a lot of things that happened in my life in that period. Let's say 2016, 2017, I split up with my with my girlfriend. Uh, I I changed job and then I, I broke my leg immediately after changing job. And so for one, like for more than a month, I was stuck at home and I was like binge watching YouTube videos and I bumped into some uh, YouTubers that were talking about um, Starseed, uh, reincarnation, they were connecting the dots, like not just UFOs and aliens, which mm -hmm. was my main uh, interest, but also spirituality, and in particular reincarnation, yeah. which is something that I, I never really understood exactly how that worked. I knew that, that I, I thought that that was working for some people, but not from others. But then, yeah, the whole concept of star seeds made some sort of sense. And um, yeah, the life changing event was basically for me to um, have a session, a one to one session with uh, one of these YouTubers called uh, Elizabeth April. We at the moment has a channel with like 140,000 or more followers. At the time, she was, I mean, not so popular, but already popular. Mm -hmm. And um, well, basically, not worldwide, maybe. What? Maybe not worldwide, but she was popular in US, I guess. Yeah, US. yeah, indeed, mm -hmm. indeed. And uh, and so basically, I was following her like almost re religiously, so to speak, because <laughs> I, I was like, yeah, I would really like to have a session with her and maybe she can see some of my past lives and maybe she can explain why I had these experiences with the UFOs. And uh, so basically everything worked perfectly because I had a conference in uh, like uh, in, uh, in San Diego in January 2019 and then um, and then I arranged to meet her in person. Normally she would do only Skype sessions, but she was kind and she said, okay, you are coming from Belgium, you know, all the way from Belgium, let's meet up. So I went to her place, we have this one-to-one -one session. And, uh, and then, yeah, basically she, she tells me that uh, about some of my past lives, but on earth with not too many details, but then she tells me uh, about my past lives off planet and in particular, I mean, as uh, like Lyrans so or feline beings, warrior type, then uh, as uh, as Pleiadian, mostly as an engineer or a, um, somebody working with genetics or something. And then uh, she said also mantis beings. 
And, uh, and in particular, she told me about one life, which was when I was a Pleiadian, and uh, apparently I was, I asked to, to work for the so-called Galactic Federation and, uh, and to basically help uh, the collective consciousness to do something not related with science, but related to spirituality and to improve, you know, the co collective consciousness. And, uh, and basically I was assigned to a group that was, well, uh, let's say defining the rules for what, for the ascension, which we are actually living now. And, uh, and I was one of those who, according to Elizabeth April, proposed the rules. Uh, in particular, I don't know, the, the, this, uh, this rule of the, the 144,000 and, uh, and other mm. things. So this was and another thing that came out very, let's say, uh, inspirational for me from this meeting. Basically, she said that she could see one of my spirit guides. Uh, it was appearing like a mantis being, a giant mantis called uh, Gala. And, uh, and then what happened is after that, I had a number of synchronicities. I really seek for a contact with this being. I wanted to see it. I want to have a sign that he was there. And uh, so I had some synchronicities. Um, uh, let's say I, I won't do, I, I cannot go maybe too much into details, but uh, the day after I basically went to San Francisco and, uh, and I was like in the night alone in my hotel at a certain moment, I said, okay, if you are around, uh, give me a sign. No? And what happened is that I fall asleep only, all, almost immediately. And then I wake up feeling as somebody was uh, grabbing my waist and shaking me up. And okay. uh, <laughs> yeah, and then uh, and then what happened is um, like a month later, I got uh, some sort of skin infection. And uh, one day I was Googling uh, Gala Mantis being. So Gala is the name of the being. And uh, and I wanted to go to the doctor basically that day. And uh, the first link that I found was connecting mantis with parasites and uh, it turned out that I had some sort of uh, got some bacteria and stuff so it was somehow connected and and then the, the fact is that I got this kind of communication sometimes I was asking for some message and if I would put gala mantis being I would get something if I something related to what I was asking if I wouldn't put the name gala I wouldn't get that link and um, and then once uh, I was flying to Italy and I look outside the window and um, and I notice this scratch on the wing and I take a picture and then later on I, I see that this scratch was actually looking like a mantis, um, like a praying mantis with a triangular head, big, big, uh, big eyes, mouth and these paws which are very particular for a mantis uh, insect. Okay. Um, yeah, so this was like the first contact with spirit guides, let's say, and also my first one of my first, let's say, um, introduction to, let's say, the starseed concept. Um, and then I, I sort of wanted to validate some of the stuff that, that uh, Elizabeth April told me. So I, I, I tried some past life regression under hypnosis to try to remember some of the lives. And uh, the more I kept on digging, the more I got confirmation. Um, and yeah, so and then came your session. I mean, uh, I started yeah, yeah, your <laughs> and that uh, opened up other channels there. Uh, I, I, for, for the first time, uh, every single session, I was having some flow of energy. I was feeling some activation in some chakras and, uh, to the point that, uh, I think it was around November or December, 2020, uh, we had a session, a group session 
and during that um i felt like i mean you you do, do this kind of session that lasts i don't know 30 40 minutes Mm -hmm. During the session, I felt nothing. So I was always expecting something, you know, but yeah. during that session, nothing happened. But then once you stop with the music, my body started vibrating and I felt like I was on a spinning table and uh, my eyelids uh, kept on flickering. And then after the session end, ended, I went back home and I kept on shivering for like three or four hours. And uh, there I really understood that there was something opening up, you know. And, um, and so this was in 2020, and, no, 2019. And then, uh, yeah, and then the lockdown came and that was, uh, yeah, and that uh, opened up other experiences. The thing is, um, the, your story is pre pretty impressive and um, mind opening. And I, afterwards, you developed other uh, parapsychological abilities. And I, I even um, joined one of them uh, with you, not even one, actually a couple of them. And you started giving sessions and helping people about what can you explain a little bit yourself? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So basically, there was a key week, let's say, uh, in, uh, in March uh, 2020. Mm -hmm. um, so actually, after a session with you, um, actually, I came to you a couple of times because I absolutely wanted to have an astral travel experience. Yeah. body experience. You must remember that. Yes, I do. And I was saying, no, no, it's not necessary. <laughs> indeed, indeed. But I was motivated. So I was like, I wanted really to, to have something similar. And uh, but one day you said, OK, look, um, let me see if there is a reason for that. And then you use your roads and you said, I hear that you have to heal something from the from your um, side of your of, of your ancestral uh, I don't know whatever mm -hmm. from Perfect. the side of your father, and that's blocking you. So what I did, and, and, and you recommended me to try a, a family constellation. So synchronistically, um, after some time, uh, I got in touch with the with the, with this woman. Uh, a Romanian who, who was actually doing family constellations and she was in town for like only I think a few days so a friend of mine actually said ah she's in town if you want to try a family constellation I highly recommend it because also she's very much into aliens and everything so you can have a perfect and so basically there was only one spot left and I took it last time and uh, I did this family constellation so during this session she actually found that uh, the major blockage was not from the side of my father uh, but it was from the side of my mother. And uh, it was really like I had some sort of entity which was attached to me and was blocking my my development, spiritual, energetic, whatever. So she, she removed this entity. And at a certain moment, she told me, OK, do you want to know what is your mission in life? I was like, uh, yeah, why not? And she said, uh, well, your spirit guides tell me that you are God's messenger. And I was like, OK. That, <laughs> I, I didn't go there to, I, I wasn't, I, I wasn't expecting she would say something like that, you know? And, uh, and then she also added during, the, during this week, there will be big gifts uh, coming from you, uh, for you. So it, during the same week, I had actually uh, scheduled a meditation with the common friend, Rosmarin, and uh, that actually we met at the party. I did this party, you remember, for my birthday. Yeah. She was there, we met for the first time, and she immediately inv invited me for a meditation at her place. So this meditation was supposed to be 
like a initiation to Shaktipat. Um, so before the, the meditation, I show her this picture, the picture that you see on my, yeah. in my kitchen. Um, this picture is an interesting story. So basically, uh, when I was still in Italy uh, in, uh, in the year 2001, basically an uncle of mine um, who, who was really into paranormal stuff, he had filmed UFOs and stuff, basically said, look, uh, we went to a pilgrimage in the south of Italy and, um, and there was this woman, a friend of our, us, uh, who, who took this picture. Basically, she was taking random pictures of the sky with an analogical camera, not a mm -hmm. digital one. It was only yeah. 2000. And, uh, and this face came out instead of the, the sky in some of the pictures. And, uh, and then I said, wow. So I, I asked a scan of that. I put it in one of my program, programming books, whatever, that I use for many years. And then for... 18 years, I never remember or went back to look at this picture. But then, like in 2019 or something, when I was awakening, this book came again into my hands. And uh, so when I went for this initiation with, uh, with Rosmarin, I actually show her, since she told me that she can channel and this kind of stuff, I said, look, do you, if I show you this picture, what can you tell me about it? And she said, well, I hear Sananda. And I said, who is Sananda? She said basically that uh, Sananda is the cosmic Christ. So Jesus would be like the, the human incarnation of a higher spirit spirit uh, called Sananda. Some actually call it like the higher self of Jesus, kind of. Mm -hmm. I said, well, this is very interesting. So what happened is we start this meditation. It was freestyle, so no rules. And uh, I wasn't really such a meditator. I would just close my eyes, you know. And normally when I meditated up to that point, uh, I was not seeing anything, which was frustrating me because I always wanted to see something, you know. But that day, as soon as I close my eyes, I see his face and then I see him uh, like dressed with a, with a white robe and then with a, like a blue aura around uh, and uh, sitting in a lotus pose, which was funny. I, I mean, and, uh, and then I saw him walking next to some sort of... Um, not, not good looking uh, creature, let's say. And, um, and they all, for the whole duration of the meditation, I kept, on, I, I kept on seeing him. At the end of the meditation, basically, the, my friend told me, okay, I, you know, I, I had uh, very strong visuals and a message for you. And so basically, uh, she said that she saw the same, so Sananda, Jesus, call it whatever you want, dressed in red. Uh, basically um, walking down a crystal staircase that uh, was was forming behind my back and putting his hand on my shoulder and say, mm, Andrea is my worker. I was like, and she found strange that the message was in English, uh, came in English because she, uh, basically when she was channeling, apparently they were always talk, talking to her in, in Dutch because, you know, she's Dutch speaking. But so, so this was only like four, uh, days after the, cost, the, the, um, the family constellation. So within the same week, two people that uh, one I didn't know at all, another one I had met only once, told me that sort of was a messenger of some kind, you know. And then came your session three days later. And uh, we did this remote uh, session because it was already lockdown. And uh, during that session, um, I was lying on my bed with the laptop playing your shamanic drumming. And suddenly, my both my arms gets paralyzed up to the shoulder and then i have again this sensation of spinning and this incredible energy eyelids uh, flickering but this time i also have powerful visual so first i see him 
Then I see a sort of portal opening and I see some beings that I had uh, already seen uh, before during past life regression. And then I see all my, what I perceive were all my spirit guides lined up. And in particular, the last one was the mantis that I, the only one that I knew. And, uh, and then, yeah, you also had some experience when, uh, you know, on your side, you said that you, yeah. I don't know, you saw this being, this light being coming out of my root chakra and uh, sort of staring at you. But yeah, so basically what happened is after this experience, uh, I started meditate, meditating more regularly. And uh, thanks to the lockdown, I, I could afford to take a walk and go uh, to a nearby park and meditate almost every day. Well, one day, uh, suddenly I feel similar energy as during your session. So my eyelids start flickering, uh, my, my leg start uh, trembling, and, uh, and I have powerful visuals. And there I understood that I could induce this kind of experience now by myself. Uh, they basically told me that I had the ability to, to open a stargate and to bring in um, beings, not just, let's say, to create a connection with star families and angels and stuff, okay. not just for me, but for other people. Of course, it didn't come in one shot. I had to experiment a little bit, but... Mm -hmm. Okay, for the ones who doesn't know about what a stargate is, can you also a little bit tell about that, please? Yes. So, so basically, uh, a stargate is, uh, let's say, a non-physical doorway uh, to other dimensions. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they say on this planet there are some stargates that are also physically located. You know, in, in places like, I don't know, Mount Shasta or uh, the, the pyramids in Giza and, and so on. But some of us are also accessing stargates, which are non-physical, non-local. And uh, the only thing that counts is basically to, to, in, to have the intention to connect. Mm -hmm. And then you open this channel. So in my case, the thing is that if I could do it only for myself, you could always say, okay, mm, maybe it's all in your head. But then I was immediately pushed from the beginning to try to experiment with other people so that they could have an experience while meditating yeah. with me. Uh, but at, at the very beginning, um, so at the very beginning, I, I was like always asking for some sort of verification. So I said I was hearing that I could do this. Uh, I, I could uh, use this connection for healing purposes. Mm -hmm. so I said, OK, can you let's make an experiment? Can you heal my my wrist? So basically at that time, I had uh, an injury in my left wrist. I had uh, uh, like a, a ligament uh, infection or something. It was the second time I had that. And the first time I had to take a cortisone injection mm -hmm. uh, to, to heal it. This time I didn't want to, to take a, an injection. And uh, I kept on going for months and months. And this thing was not improving. So it was already five months. And sometimes in some days I couldn't even lift a cup. So it was always painful. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that day before going to the meditation, I said, okay, uh, if I can, if you can show me that you can, that I can heal, uh, let's start with my wrist. And uh, what happens is that basically at the end of the meditation, at a certain moment, I sort of hear this voice, like, uh, I don't know, check your wrist. And then I was like moving it in all direction, putting pressure and stuff. And my, it was perfectly healed. That's incredible. So you are creating, I don't know if I told you that before, but I always felt like when you, uh, about, um, uh, it's about your meditations. I felt like you are kind of, uh, building Einstein, Einstein Rosen bridge to 
travel other dimensions well this is my theory of course but um so you are creating a um, passage to attract the healing vibes into the one who is meditating with you this is basically how you help people am i right for yeah for what i understand is like a sort of filter of frequencies so yeah. it basically filter out the low frequencies and and connect you to the highest frequencies you can reach with the kind of body and uh, you know uh, activation that you have at that moment but but then i mean the more you do it the more you, you know you clean yourself and you and you so yeah so so basically i started doing uh, at the beginning it was just me then i said okay let's try with a friend so i was going with maybe one friend sitting next to me and they were feeling stuff and then I said, okay, why, why does distance matter? Let's try a distance. I mean, uh, somebody on the other side of the planet. So I was doing group meditations here. And at the same time, I had people meditating in the United States without even eye contact. There was no post, no eye contact. They didn't know me. I just told them we start meditating at this time and we finish at that time. And they would do that. And then after they would reach out and say, oh, wait, uh, I, I was uh, feeling this energy. I was seeing these beings mm -hmm. and blah, blah, and blah, blah. And so I kept on yeah. pushing. We also had an experience like uh, a distance one, and it was quite powerful. Yeah, indeed. indeed. And, uh, and then at a certain moment, I started noticing that uh, I, I was getting access to, to my uh, Akashic records, so memories of past lives. And, uh, and, I, and when I was meditating with somebody, I was getting information about theirs. Mm. And... Um, Okay, so it is your uh, experience with Akashic Records, so getting people's information for them. Yeah, so actually, actually, uh, like uh, when I was in this phase of uh, awakening, before even having the session with Elizabeth April, I had already tried a meditation experiment uh, taken from a book in which I had access a memory of, uh, of one life. And uh, actually, this, this guy was a colonel in the, in the US Air Army called uh, Charles, Charles Adam Dempsey. So I basically asked for some details. And then later on, I verified that this person was real. The, the profession was that one because I had a visual of uh, soldiers and stuff. And also the date of death was the same. Uh, so, but, but then after, you know, um, I didn't really focus too much on that, even though I had this past life regression in which I was seeing something under hypnosis. But then, uh, yeah, at a certain moment, I, I, I had this, uh, you know, I, I, I noticed I had this ability. But then again, how do you verify this kind of stuff? So, yeah, but our session, even our session was a. A verification for me because we both had the same visions and information so when we talked to each other after the session we saw that we had a puzzle to you know create together and it was um it was a great verification to be honest <laughs> yeah so that one sometimes this kind of uh, verification can happen other time is the emotion like for instance yeah. sometimes i connect i don't know to the life of somebody i see a lot of suffering and uh, and I cry myself. Yeah, I mean, I cry, you know. So, you know, why would I feel such an intense emotion for something that is just in my head, you know? And um, but apart from that, yeah, sometimes we, we uh, I, I had very crazy verification. I can tell you one because this is really super crazy. OK, uh, so <laughs> do tell, please. And you are again, you are involved uh, to some extent. 
Okay. Uh, mm. Yeah, so... <laughs> Curious. If you remember, once we had a one-to-one -one session um, uh, in which uh, I asked uh, basically some healing be because of some problem that I had. And yeah. then during the session... You it was our first individual session, actually. Yeah, I yes. remember that one. <laughs> so at the, at the time, I had, again, the skin infection, which uh, unfortunately this time, like uh, antibiotics or cream or anything, nothing was working. So I said, OK, let's try with Kubra, since, you know, every time I, I do a group session, I have some experience. And then, yeah, I felt this heating at the end of the session. And the day after, my problem was completely gone. And then I would say, wow. Yeah. Well, I remember you used the, uh, the, the, some antibi antibiotics for three, four rows or two, three rows. I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah. And um, it didn't work. And after this healing session, uh, the day after it was gone. Completely. Well, to the ones who would like to know, it's Cosmo Energy session, and um, it was it was gone after the session. It was incredible. It's one of my favorite stories as well. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, so it's a good promotion anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but so what happened is the year after. Uh, I was already into the Stargate meditation and all these experiences, but still I got this problem again and I said, okay, let's go to Kubra. She helped me the first time. Maybe she can help me this time. So what happened during that session is that, um, again, a remote session, you were in your home mm -hmm. and I was here. Uh, basically I got a, a past life, uh, memory and, uh, very, with, with a lot of details. So basically they told me that I was, uh, uh, I was a young prostitute called mm -hmm. uh, Aurora Wilson, and uh, and basically um, I had been raped by uh, by a politician. And he, I was in London, and uh, I was raped by a politician who was one of my clients. Uh, and I got pregnant, so I got pre pregnant of this girl, and uh, and the girl actually died in a pond. Uh, while I was uh, running after my dog. So basically we were walking somewhere. There was this pond. My dog uh, left, I mean, uh, started running. And, and then I told her, stay there, don't move, don't do anything. And then I, I went after the, I ran after the dog. And when I came back, she was face down in the water. And the, the detail there is that the name of the politician who raped me was the father of this girl was Derek, D-E-R-E-K. Yeah. Now, Derek is not a name that uh, I, I don't think I know anybody, not even, you know, uh, yeah, not, you. <laughs> not a friend, not a politician, not a sportsman, not an actor. It's a name that just Another came out. A very common down. way, a name. Very un unusual name. Yeah. So the day after, I was uh, chatting actually with, uh, with my friend uh, Sarah, and uh, she said that her daughter uh, had given her um, a new pair of pants. And she said, you have to see what is the name on the, on the pair of pants. So basically the, the tag was saying Derek. And actually <laughs> already before, during the, the session, I, 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 I got the information that she was this uh, Derek in that life. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so that, that was like too, I mean, too much coincidence to not have any meaning, you know? Yeah. Um, and the other message that I got is that uh, my problem with this infection would continue till the next day, the next time I would meet her. And, uh, and then I don't remember how much time, uh, how long I, I had to wait to, to meet her in person, probably a matter of weeks. Mm -hmm. But then 
after we met her, after a couple of days, I remember about the skin infection and then I was, and then I noticed that actually it was gone. So everything went exactly, you know, wow. like, like during that the one gave me goosebumps. <laughs> Yeah, so it's encouraging when you have this kind of experiences because you know that it's not all in your head, you know, and it's also exciting to see how the universe works, you know. (laughs) Absolutely. And um, I know that before before we end, I would like to also mention about that um, you are, um, you have started a neuroscientific experiment. Would you like to tell about that one as well? Because it's an important one. Yeah, it's true. So... (laughs) Yeah, I, I let's say I, I want to try to to give some scientific evidence of some of these experiences, especially the, the connection to the Stargate. Uh, since it acts at an energetic level, I believe that uh, that it can uh, be proven with some neuroscientific tools. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are these neuroscientific tools, for instance, uh, EEG, so ele- electroencephalogram or uh, MRI? Um, so I actually started, uh, I contacted uh, the Institute of Noetic Sciences, um, mm-hmm. actually is a quite prestigious um, center, research center fund, founded by an astronaut. So an aerospace engineer pilot uh, who was also into paranormal stuff called uh, Dr. Edgar, Edgar Mitchell. I, I guess everybody knows him. He was the sixth man to walk on the moon. And um, so he, he founded this, uh, this institute to basically study consciousness and, uh, and study para- paranormal phenomena. Mm-hmm. So I got in touch with them and said, look, I would like, is it possible to arrange a study in which you take some volunteers and then you make them do two meditation, a normal one, like a mindful one and my meditation, and you check their brain activity with the EEG um, mm-hmm. to see if there is a change. So they did I'm this sure study. <laughs> well, yeah, they did this study, uh, a first study in uh, like in June. Yeah. June, July. And uh, what they found out is that if they do an average of all the experiences, uh, like uh, all, all the data, but the, the, let's say they have some ways sometimes of, of uh, averaging data, which it loses a bit of information about the actual experience. But so what, what they do is if you, they consider sort of average data, they don't see too many differences. But then if they consider each of the individual uh, volunteers and they especially they consider the scalp to- topographies showing the different uh, brain activity in the different wave range. So from Delta, uh, yeah. Delta, Theta, Alpha, brain Beta, Gamma. Yeah. For each of them, for each of the 11, there are significant differences um, uh, in, in these uh, wave ranges. So mm-hmm. each of them had, at least the, D, the EEG tells that each of them had a significant experience, uh, experience uh, in terms of changing the, the brain activity. And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then some of them also felt it and had very strong experiences. For instance, some saw themselves surrounded by spirits or beings. Mm-hmm. Uh, one had a past life memory feeling also like uh, a physical sensation. She was feeling cold in her feet. And then she looks with the mind eye and see that she was wearing shoes in the snow on the Himalaya, whatever. So some of them had experiences like the one that uh, of the people that normally meditate with me. Uh, And more recently, I got uh, involved in another study. And uh, this study has to start next week. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm curious about that one as well. (laughs) Yeah, this this one is is, uh, without any instrument, it's just a percept, uh, uh, let's say an investigation of the Uh individual perception. 
By the uh, way, uh, sorry for interrupting, but um, when we release this episode, uh, you will already finish the test. So maybe we can even uh, add some updates or if you share your experiment on, a, on, a, on your website or so, we can add the link though. Yeah, for sure. Actually, I mean, there is already a video summarizing a bit the results of uh, right. my previous study on my YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. um, so in this case, what they will do is it will be uh, eight Zoom sessions. Um, in which basically uh, there will be some uh, meditation which will be placebo. So like uh, I will not do anything that for them. I mean, uh, it's like, okay, you say we do a Stargate meditation, but in some cases it will be a Stargate. In some, some cases it, it will not be. <laughs> and the difference would be my intention to connect them or not. Hmm. And they will have to let's say, say if they feel connected, if they feel that they have a different experience or not, you know, okay. and, um, and so some of these meditation will be live, some meditation will be recorded on video and also in the video, some videos will be just, you know, music and some will be music with me behind yeah. saying, I will connect you to the Stargate. You know, I'm looking forward to the results because in Cosmo Energy, remote sessions of Cosmo Energy, for example, with some friends, we also experienced that one. And uh, when we say we are going to do the session, for example, if we uh, said, okay, we will have the session at seven, but we don't need to contact each other at seven that like we start or not. And um, even though I don't activate the energies for my friend, she starts feeling all this or uh, the worse. It's the same for me. So um, I don't know what your results is, are going to be, but uh, what I understood from my experiences, from my uh, the, the work I do uh, for myself was um, it is us creating the change and uh, activating our inner energy. And this is why even though the, the third person or just the other person don't activate the energy for us, we start feeling. So um, I, I'm looking forward to the results so I can verify this uh, instinct or the outcome of my exper uh, experience, earlier experience will will be uh, verified or not. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Let's see. Uh, I mean, I, I, I mean, I always prefer to have some instrument if possible that, yeah. that uh, verifies okay. something. But in this case, it will be just uh, left to the individual perception. So mm -hmm. we'll see. But it will be on a large number of participants. No, the, the minimum was like 50 people, but probably it will be more than that. Uh, so. Yeah, and Andrea, uh, you help you organize Stargate meditations and one-on-one -on -one sessions with you. And uh, is there anything else, or do you, would you like to a little bit like tell yeah. about this um, services you provide? Yes. Yeah, so, so basically, I started a YouTube uh, channel already more than a year ago, mm -hmm. and uh, on this channel, I upload sometimes some uh, meditation that I do, but some other times I do uh, meditation together with uh, my friend Sarah, who can actually channel the voices uh, of some of these beings and angels we connect to in light language. And, um, and so sometimes we also do some group meditation, uh, like on Zoom. Uh, typically, we went from weekly to now maybe once a month. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and I also do one-to-one -one sessions and uh, in this case, basically I look into the Akashic records and mm -hmm. uh, I try to release trauma and do healing and connect people to their star family. Um, yeah. 
it's quite powerful people you 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 should try it for yourself and i will be sharing andrea's links um in the captions so uh please go ahead and try it for yourself and thank you andrea for being today's guest and is there anything else you would like to say say as your you know <laughs> message mm. well the, the only message is um Keep an open mind and uh, don't put uh, limitation on yourself. And uh, basically, we can literally do everything uh, we believe in. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, at least in, in my case, I, I kept on going and, uh, and trusting. And uh, and I, I know that you know uh, it's uh, it, trusting yourself is really like uh, a big uh, a big uh, tool, let's say. Yeah, and I would like to thank you for another reason, you know, for being a scientist, you need to be curious, you need to be open-minded, you need to think out of the box, and for uh, at least today, there are many people who are not able to do that, but still, they are still scientists, but I'm so happy to have other scientists like yourself, and being open-minded, and helping people in every possible ways they can do so thanks for sharing all those wisdom and uh, good vibes with us yeah all right everyone we ended another episode and we learned many things thanks for listening to us and as i always say may the joy be with you and love you all bye